Welcome to I Love My HBCU Question Mark, the podcast where we express our undeniable love for HBCUs, but where we are also not afraid to address a few tough questions. So, sit back, learn a little, love a lot, and rep your HBCU. Wow, okay, it's official. This is episode one of I love my HBCU question mark. Welcome to everybody who is hearing the sound of my voice and welcome to everyone who is watching us um, on YouTube, I believe. Um, I love my HBCU question mark. I'm going to get this right where I'm no longer saying I believe, but bear with me. I am nervous, excited, but also nervous. I am Oluwatosin Adigbola, but you're going to get to know me as Tosin Richard. Richard is my father's first name, and I bring my father up consistently. However, <laughs> that's not what this show is about. You're like, oh, she's nervous. She's just talking. Um, because this is episode one and my team, we're a very small team of three, uh, but my team said to me, Tosin, nobody knows who you are. So the very first episode needs to be on you with one of us asking you a question or two. That one of us is Amari Zhangha. Amari Zhangha is a former student of an illustrious HBCU, Morgan State University, and he has done me the honor of being the one to ask me questions on this very first episode. So welcome, Amari, and be kind. <laughs> I, of course, will be kind to you, Dr. Tosin. I know no other way. Thank you very much. I am honored, flattered, proud. So many words I could use to describe how I feel about being the guest host for this first episode. But like you said, that's not why we're here. So on the topic of why we're here, you're the first guest. You're going to initiate our 67 rapid fire questions. Okay. So there's usually a 67 seconds, I hope, not 67 rapid fire oh, questions. Oh, we don't have time for all that. No, man. No, no, no man. <laughs> 67 seconds. Uh, most HBCUs, like my own, were founded in 1867. So we put a little bonus seven on the quick 60 for rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. We have oh, 67 seconds loaded up on the clock. The time will begin as soon as I finish the first question, all right? Is homecoming really for alumni or for current students? Homecoming, it's for alumni. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how good of a student actually were you? I was a 12, a strong, confident 12, yes. <laughs> I love it. If you could put an HBCU anywhere on earth, where would you put it? So Bali's been on my mind for a few years and I have no clue what what an HBCU would look like on Bali. But can you imagine though? I sure do. I sure. That'd be I'm nice. Go, I, I, nice. I'm going with Bali. Class in the I'm sun. Going with yeah, Bali. I like it. Yes. Yes. Start the classes with yoga. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Bali. I'm I love it. Bali. I love it. What's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear Howard University? Pride. Pride. Okay. At what age do you want to retire? Oh, yeah. So we've passed that age. Um, yeah, we've passed that age. Yeah, we've and, I'm, and, and technically, I don't ever really plan on retiring, but we've passed the age that I would have wanted to retire. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Well, that closes out our 67. We thank you very nice. much. But I do have one nice. last little question. 
Time's up. There's no pressure. There's no rush. Take a second to think about it. Okay. Okay. Who is an HBCU alum that actually inspires you? Oh, that's easy. There's several, but there's one. And um, he is my first official guest. For I love my HBCU question mark. It is Luke Lawal Jr. And I am looking forward to the conversation with him. He, he, he is an inspiration. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Looking forward to seeing that. I'm excited as well. I know the work you put into it. It's going to be a great, great episode, great season, a great show overall. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, speaking of the show, that concludes our rapid fire for the 67th. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I had a good time. Let's dive into the actual context of the show itself so myself and everybody I've, I've brought the show up to and when you brought the show up to had the same question you took the one of the most well-known chants in hbcu life i love my hbcu but then you put a question mark behind it so now i'm just wondering why did you do that okay <laughs> And you're right. Um, I, I have gotten some interesting looks on faces um, when I have said, hey, what do you think about this this podcast that I'm thinking of? And um, when I name the show and I add the question mark, um, sometimes it's received well. Sometimes it's it's just has this, you know, queried look on on people's faces. It's a rhetorical question. Um, I'm asking every HBCU student and alumni, do I action out the love of my HBCU as much as I say and chant that I love my HBCU? So it's an invitation to show the love, but show the love in action as opposed to simply saying you love your HBCU. Um, I, I, I love my HBCUs. And you'll hear very shortly, I've dedicated most of my life to um, um, HBCU education, uh, for lack of a better phrase. Um, but this, this question mark, it really is understanding that love is not a word in and of itself. Love is a word that is an action. It's not just a descriptor. And I'm challenging and inviting. It's an invitation more than anything, an invitation and a showcase that let's let's put this love on display, but let's action out that display. So to everyone who listens and, um, and will continue to listen, I hope, I, I want you to take me up on my invitation to action out the love that you have for HBCUs by asking yourself that question rhetorically every now and then to continue to show your love. I couldn't put all of that in the title of of a show, hence the question mark. I like it. I like a lot of impact in that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, So I I heard you mention a lot about the HBCU love. I've noticed personally, I've seen the love growing, the numbers kind of supporting it. The enrollment in HBCUs has gone up over 50% last year, but the overall undergraduate enrollment has gone down just over a percentage. So keeping that in mind, I'm curious, what do you consider special about this show being released right now? Mm. <laughs> okay. So I want to just say flippantly, why not now? Why not anytime? But I'm, I'm not going to rest on being flippant. Um, what I will say though is now is the perfect time for us to embolden that love. Now is the perfect time 
to take advantage, and I'm going to use the word take advantage, of the fact that we don't always speak proudly of our HBCUs. We don't always lead with that pride. And I'll give a very quick, simple example. Um, there are a number of people, for example, who I know have multiple degrees. And if perhaps their second or third degree came from a predominantly white institution or an Ivy League institution, that's what they're going to lead with, as opposed to leading with your, your foundation, the, 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 what made you who you are. And that's, of course, I'm referring to those who they might have gone to, not might have, they went to an HBCU for their first degree and then they, you know, traveled to one of the others uh, uh, for, for their other degrees. There's nothing wrong with being proud of being a Harvard grad or Stanford grad or Towson University grad. I think there's beauty in that. But there's just as much beauty and pride in graduating from an HBCU. And now that the world, and let me not say the world as in globally, but the United States of America and those of us especially who are melanated are realizing that the standards within HBCUs are continuously built to embrace us. And hence, I think those numbers are rising with regards to the enrollment. We're realizing, wait, hold on, hold on. This one was made for me. And this one is continuing to embrace me and taking me into consideration with regards to who I am and who I want to be. That's happening now more than I've been able to observe. So yes, this is the right time to amplify that and hence, I love my HBCU question mark. It is to amplify that as well. I love it. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm seeing that in the real world as you're describing it to me right now. I've, I've noticed those trends, those those impact points, the, the perception being shifted. It's it's a beautiful thing to see. And I'm happy that this platform is going to be right there to ride the wave. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So speaking of this platform riding the wave, you have a very deep history at HBCUs, but... What inspired you to make this show? What inspired me to make the show? Ah, that's a tricky question. Um, and to be for, for the audience, Mari did not run these questions by me, so I didn't get to prep. So if you see me like uh, looking for an answer, that's why. Um, <laughs> Truthfully, over the last however many years, um, I would say about five or six years or so, um, I've had a few people, oh my gosh, Tosin, you should, start a sh you should start a podcast. And my response is always, yeah, but no, I don't have anything to talk about. And I don't have anything I want to talk about. But over the, the same amount of time, I've, I, I have conversations with HBCU students every day and HBCU alum just as much. And... Um, I've been listening to those conversations and those conversations have had their own impact on me. And I want to say a lot of those conversations have inspired this show, but I do think I would be remiss if I did not give some credit to Dion Sanders. And my apologies if I'm mispronouncing the name wrong. So I'm just going to go with Coach Prime because I think everybody knows him better or well as Coach Prime. Um, 
he solidified it for me. I was lucky enough sometime last year to be in an audience where he spoke of his experience at Jackson State University, uh, where he was uh, previously coach. Um, Jackson State University is an HBCU. And um, there were so many takeaways from the passion with which he spoke about his experience there. And he was very descriptive about that experience and descriptive in a way that should have been wake up calls for many people, but also um, descriptive in ways that exemplified pride. So he wasn't the inspiration, but I, I choose to give him credit for solidifying it for me like, nah, Tosin, this, if, if you are going to talk about anything with regards to a podcast and invite people to join that conversation, this would be it. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure Coach Prime loves the shout out. Uh, I was actually in that audience as well when he gave that, that, that talk and I had similar <laughs> inspiring thoughts and actions from that. So I'm, I'm glad to see that it uh, had a good impact on the community. And Absolutely. Uh, now, I also heard in Saunders, your pronunciation of the name, it reminded me, I want to connect a couple of points that you mentioned earlier. So the first one okay. is the, the pride of prestigious institutions, and the other is your accent itself. So I know across the pond, they have very prestigious, internationally acclaimed universities like Oxford and Cambridge. How does someone with that in the vicinity end up at Kentucky, specifically Frankfort, Kentucky, for Kentucky State for her bachelor's. How does that go down? Um. Okay. Uh. So, yes. Uh. I. I. I know. I don't. I don't know what I sound like on most days. To be extremely honest with you, I do know that when I'm in extremely formal settings, I know a very, very, very dark British accent can come out of me. And I'm not an imposter. I was raised in England from the age of two, thanks to my father going to study in Scotland, um, um, to be very specific. Um, but we ended up um, in the London area. Um, all of that aside, um, and we traveled a lot again, thanks to dad. Um, so I was raised in a few places. It's just that if I were to call one foundational, it would be it would be the United Kingdom. Um, just before coming to college, however, I was in the Gambia, uh, and it is uh, a beautiful, beautiful West African country. And my older sister was in Ireland. She was in university in Ireland at the time. And we're about a year and a couple of months apart, or a year and a month apart, actually, in age. And I don't I don't know how my parents, I mean, I, mean, I try to be as, as honest as possible, as honest as I can recollect, I guess is what I should say. I don't know how my parents will recollect this. I don't remember them mentioning the search for college with me. I don't. What I do recall, though, is, well, older sister is in um, um, Ireland and I didn't really have any fancies, particularly of going to Ireland. I would go to the library um, every day. Well, when I was in upper six, I would go to the library and Tosin would look up universities all over the world, um, literally um, Ghana, South Africa, Singapore. I really wanted to go to Singapore for university. I just was applying and my criteria was two things, scholarship money. So whoever was going to give me scholarship money because I didn't want my parents to pay and I kind of was a little bit smart. So I was like, ah, you can get a, you can get an academic scholarship somewhere, Tosin. And then believe it or not, the second criteria is the way 
the name of the university sounded. So, for example, when I came across Towson University in the college um, manual that I was looking at, I was like, oh, 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 heck no. There's no way under God's green earth I am going to go to college at a university so likened to my name that people will easily start calling me Towson. They still do, by the way. Towson instead of Towson. Um, so yeah, no, no big plans here with regards to how Tosin uh, picked her university. It was scholarship money and um, what the name sounded like. So Kentucky State University happened to be on my list and they were the first to give me an offer of a full scholarship. And I took the very first one. I would find out later on from dad and mom that, uh, yeah, others came shortly thereafter. So guys, don't always jump. That's not true. I love, love, love my time at Kentucky State University, but others came after, but clearly I was meant to be at Kentucky State University, which like you said, is in Frankfurt University, Frankfurt, Kentucky, sorry. And very last thing, I'm rambling, my apologies. Very last thing I'm gonna say, I always notice the look on people's faces whenever I say, when, when I talk about where I went to get my BA. And I notice that I just say Kentucky because to me, Kentucky State University is what Kentucky could easily be known for, Chutosin. It's only later, like later on, that I realize, oh, they probably thought I meant University of Kentucky. No, definitely thoroughbred city. Definitely thoroughbreds, yes. I love the distinction there. I love the distinction there. <laughs> and I also really enjoy your criteria for university selection. I think most of us let scholarship play a big part of it, but the name sounding, that's that's a new one. I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> admit that is a new one for me, but I love it. I do love it. Thank you so much. Uh, that pretty much wraps up my hosting duties. I have one more question for you. In parting words, one parting word or phrase. Why do you love HBCUs? I'm going to take some liberty here because this is my show. Yes. And um, give you a little bit more than a parting word or phrase. The word is family. Absolutely. But I'm going to indulge. Um, to anybody listening, um, if you are already at an HBCU, you know exactly what I mean, especially if you're an HBCU alum. If you aren't and you haven't considered, visit one. Visit an HBCU. You're going to run into a Dr. Tosin. I consider myself one of the strongest, maybe the best student advocate there is. Um, find her. Find them. They're more of me. Find them. You will find them to be challenging. You will find them to have very high standards, but you will also find them to always have a net there for you. They're walking by you side by side, no matter what it looks like. They want the absolute, absolute best for you. And they do that in the most familial of ways. Every member of a family that you can think of is at an HBCU and they show it out and proud. And sometimes you think it's a bit much. Sometimes you're like, Ugh! but you're going to remember it and you're going to love 
that it helped build you into who you are, a confident HBCU alum someday. My apologies. That was more than a phrase, more than a word, but the word is family and for all the reasons that I just said. Amari Zhangha, I thank you <laughs> for you. You are part of the very small three-person team that is helping bring this to life and I appreciate all of who you are. I never taught you. However, I have had you in so many different groups at the university that I've gotten to know you so well. Yeah. I say this to you uh, in private, in public. And I think this might be the most public platform for me to say this. I am grateful to your parents. I thank your mom. I thank your dad for who you are. They did right. They did a good job on you. Sure I'm sure on your siblings as well. I just haven't met them. <laughs> but they did, a, they did a good job on you. And you've taken it. You've taken the baton and done such an amazing job. I look forward to all of our time together. To the audience who is listening to this, who is watching, I appreciate you for bearing through the first episode of Toast and Ooh. Rambling On. <laughs> Um, this is going to be an exciting show where, in all fairness, I am not the focus. All of our students, all of our alumni, brilliant HBCU alumni, brilliant uh, HBCU students are going to be the spotlight of this show. They will be our guests on this show. I am looking forward to talking with every last one of them. I am looking forward to this platform being a reminder as well as an invitation for every single person who hears about it, who tunes in to challenge themselves with the rhetorical question, I love my HBCU. Well, I need to show it and I need to show it with action each and every single time I ask myself that rhetorical question. Till next time. Thank you so much for watching and thank you so much for listening. And I hope we have earned the honor of you subscribing to I Love My HBCU question mark. Thank you. Thanks, Amari. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to I Love My HBCU question mark. Let's keep the conversation going as we share our stories and encourage more practical support of HBCUs, whilst, of course, holding each other accountable. Don't forget to follow and subscribe for the latest episodes. Until next time, love and lift your HBCU.